and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and with me, as always, to discuss the news, the the shockingness and stuff. I was going to try a whole bunch of news metaphors, and and then just fell flat. So help me out, Sarah, quick. Um, what we're going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the transfers. For 2015, we're going to talk about what the um, what the women's calendar looks like in 2015 because it's very exciting and all sorts of other news. But we've also had the end of the enduro mountain bike season and the beginning of the cyclocross season. Plus, there's new babies. There's new <laughs> there's, there's there's riders in beautiful vintage clothing. There's so much to talk about. Are we gonna? Oh, oh wow! I almost feel like we're we're, we're turning towards the the classified section or version you know where we we do the birth announcements and i don't know maybe maybe we have a used bikes advertorial oh actually we um, do today don't we today we are yeah today we are the classifiers we've got birth announcements we've got riders transfers, riders seeking teams yeah, sure. exactly. oh we could do oh wow we could do the whole um what's the thing that they those really shitty thing they do on public transport um where people put the thing in the paper misconnections we could do misconnections <laughs> <laughs> Rider, rider, rider six team. I saw you at uh, at the Giro, and um, you looked so fun. And I really feel like we connected. I can imagine. I, I can imagine myself going uphill and down dale with you. And uh... <laughs> is that the sort of thing you put in misconnections, Daniel? I honestly actually would not have a clue what you put in those things. I mean, I can't, I literally can't think of anything creepier than posting a public message to a stranger basically announcing your intent to stalk them. I'm a, I'm a, every day I see every day I see you on the bus. I'm <laughs> your blue shoes. They're so much better than <laughs> your white shoes. If I ever, not that this would happen, but if I was ever the uh, kind of person that saw, you know, that, that people had that reaction to and I saw it or something like that, I would immediately stop taking that form of transport, like forever, just imagine, to be safe, just to be safe. You're sat on the train, you're sat on the train and it's the same train you get every day and you're flicking through the free paper and you get to the misconnections and you see something that's talking about you. Oh, I know, and then you, and then you slowly lower the paper and glance around and there's some, there's some person just sitting across from you, just staring, and just gives you a knowing nod and a smile. And yeah, it's no, just no, like... no, they're not staring. They're not staring. They've got this really slightly psychotic smile on their face. Oh, oh, so <laughs> wrong. Oh. Anyway, back to cycling, oh. back to cycling, back to cycling. Because oh. it's all about cycling. And so basically, yeah, I mean, I guess when you're looking, it's not a bad segue, actually, because when you look at the new teams next year, it's there's going to be some very interesting relationship dynamics going on in the new teams. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, jeez. I, I don't know if that's a good segue, but I mean, it was functional. I just don't know if it was good. <laughs> and I, I think we should talk. So we've got some teams that we've talked about before. Now we still don't know a, a lot of teams because um, lots of teams announce at different times, and it can depend on your money, and it can depend on your sponsors, and when you want to have, you know, if you have a team camp. So we don't know that much about Ali Cipollini, Orica AIS, Astana, Lotto. Um, we know a little bit about high tech because we know a lot of riders are leaving, but we know that they've got Kirsten Build. But there are three or four teams that I do want to talk about. Bowles Dolmans, Bigler, Wiggle Honda, 
<laughs> Specialized Lululemon. I, really? I, I, I just, of those, I don't know which one you were most intrigued by. I, it was hard to tell. <laughs> it was, it was, I, just, just for that, I think we have to save them for last. So. Oh, my God. Well, let's start with bowls. All right. Bowls. Bowls this year. Um, now, this year, this, the team, it's, it's interesting because what I feel like we're doing, and other people have said this too, is that next year is going to be the rise of the super teams, um, back in the day in women's cycling in, I can't even remember the year, I think I'm going to say 2009, 2010, we had two super teams on, yeah. the, on the pitch. We had HTC High Road, uh, which I now specialise in Lemon, and Cervelo Test Team. Oh, I mourn you and I will never stop mourning you. Um, I, I know. It's, yeah, awesome. Their kit was so good and they just... Stop looking at the past! I mean, <sighs> I mean, do go on. <laughs> 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 and they um and and yeah and and alongside them you had Emma Johansson riding for Red Sun at the time a very small team where she was the leader and Mariana Voss with Netherland Blurt Blurt before and then over the years obviously we lost I mean HTC High Road's still been there um it's been changed over the last couple of years what with you know poor Ina poor Ina Teutenberg's injuries and yeah and we've kind of had a situation where this year the season was dominated by three teams so the early season which was a classics season was dominated classics part was dominated by bowls dolmans and that was the lizzie armistead ellen van dyke oh my god um early partnership with riders like megan garnier and chrissy majerus and ronnie casper as super domestiques yeah then the middle of part of the season, which was kind of the stage racy summer stage racy season, was completely overwhelmed by Rabobank Live. Yeah, they've just been, they had, um, with Mariana Voss, of course, but then uh, Anna van der Breggen and Pauline van Prevost. I mean, exactly. yeah, just you know. unbelievable. And Annemiek van Vleuten, who'd, um, you know, she, 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 she'd, she was a bit of an unknown quantity because she's been having very bad leg problems. But over winter, her operations seemed to have sorted that out. Yeah. Absolutely. So Rabobank completely dominated. And then the end part of the season, which I would say is specialised Lululemon, just because of them taking out the World Cups and just being fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and dominating, you know, all the way from Vagorda through the World Champs, you know, just just brilliant. Ebby Stevens winning. Ebby Stevens winning the the Bowls Rental Ladies Tour. Yep. How does that happen? It's, I mean, it's, it happens because it's not a flat race. You know, you, you think about the Holland Ladies Tour, and in the past it used to be flat, and then they started adding, you know, hills, Valkenburg, and then this year it had two two hilly stages. But still, oh my goodness. Um. So yeah. So but so there's been kind of so. But next year is going to be really really interesting. And there are some teams that you think on paper is that a good idea or not? And I want to start with Bowles Dolmans. Okay. Well. Um, maybe just to, to catch everyone up quickly. Uh, so we know Joe Hogan is no longer with Bowles or will, will no, not be that, writing. No, that's wrong. Wrong team. Wrong team. Oh shit. Ah, I'm looking at Sorry. Yes. Bowles, Bowles was running. Bowles was, Bowles was almost running two squads this year, and they had a couple of tweets and blogs out describing them as the A team and the B team, which I think is kind of unfair and on, on the B team riders. But they've basically ditched a ton of riders. So they're getting rid of Jesse Darms, Janneke Ensing's going to Park Hotel Valkenburg, Sanna Van Parsen, we're not sure about, Nina Kessler's out. Elke Gebhardt and Marriott van Wanroyd are retiring, and Nikki Zaylard, young junior superstar, 
has been ill and sick and she's going down a stage to Swabo ladies. Mm, mm. They're keeping Lizzie Armistead, Ellen Van Dyke. Obviously, Lizzie won the um, Lizzie won the Road World Cup this year, and yeah. Ellen won Ronde van Vlaanderen, and they were just spectacular. They dominated the those classic season. Mm, mm. Um, Megan Garnier, uh, Romy Cat, who's you know Megan's really strong in 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 this Giro. Uh, Romy Casper, Christine Majerus, Katarzyna Palaska, really strong, good domestic types, and Demi de Jong, who's another former junior star, very yep. young star. Yep, yep. And they're adding Chantal Black and Evelyn Stevens. Yes, yes. I mean, almost, almost Blues Brothers s getting the band back together a little bit, you know, with Ellen. Um, and and but the thing that's got me super intrigued is that uh, the last part of that announcement, which you know, one one top writer to be to be named yet, I was just like, holy shit, who else are they going to add to this lineup? And <laughs> You know, I, I and where do they fit? How do how does it, how does yet another top name fit? I don't even know how it fits at the moment because if okay, so you have six riders in a team in women's cycling. So you've got Lizzie and Ellen, and Evie and Megan and Chantal. That's five riders. Like who who chases down the brakes? Is it are because because from what I've seen, Evie's not planning to take a step backwards. The other thing that's very very interesting is that Megan Garnier was better than was climbing better and ended up higher in GC than Evie did in the Giro Rossa. So what does that mean for Megan's Giro chances? Which is a theme we're going to come back to later, people. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, it's just it's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Really, really fascinating. But um, see, I, there's there's two things about all of this that are like that that I find just super super interesting. Um, I mean, one, as you say, it's fascinating trying to work out the team dynamics. But the the second thing is how many teams are in this sort of situation this year. I mean, as you say, it's kind of shaping up to be the year of the super teams, but it's through growth of super teams, not consolidation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way, what we're... I mean, I guess we've we've always talked about this in women's cycling, that there's a very big... There's a kind of... I hesitate to say there's less depth than the men because you know there's, there's basically there, there's there's a lot 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 more men because there's a lot 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 more money in the sport. But there's the gap between you know when you look at the teams that start in, for example, the World Cups and stuff or or some of the big races. There's a massive gap between the top teams and the bottom teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, we are... there's, there's a structural gap. You know, basically, is is the thing. It's not you know it's not a fault of the teams. It's it's a fault of the the way that the the UCI currently has the sport structured in terms of you know registration being a catch-all rather than having yeah. tiers. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so so yeah, so so bowls. I mean, the other thing about one big name to be announced, the way that women's cycling works is where you're registered is where you've got the the most number of riders, the country that most riders come from in your team. So at the moment, bowls have. Two Dutchies, two two Americans, um, two Germans, uh, a Brits. Um, oh no, three Dutchies. They're, they're they're definitely Dutch at the moment, but they're but they've got two Dutchies. So, so three Dutchies now, two Americans, two Germans, Luxembourg, Poland, Great Britain. So what happens if they, if they add an American or a German? Exactly, exactly. If they add an American or a German, does that mean that they can't be Dutch anymore? And Bold Dolmans are very, very definitely a Dutch team. Or is so, their big name going to be Voss? 
<laughs> no. Oh, okay. Right. Well, okay. you know Voss owns. You know Voss owns Rabobank, the team. Oh, I thought you meant the actual bank. Probably <laughs> oh, does too. But um, yeah. So yeah. So so Bowles Dorman's very very interesting. I mean, I don't. It's sad because. I, and, and this is one of my themes is the thing about these super teams is I really would love to see Lizzie versus Ellen. You know, I'd love to see Megan versus Evie. You know, I'd love to see Chantal Black versus Lizzie versus, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of, it's a shame when you don't get to see riders race each other. And this kind of theme, I mean, since we started on the Dutch team, we're going to talk about Rabobank next. Um, right. Rabo Live, they are they're they're basically they're the most stable team that's been announced so far. Yeah. They're staying Lucinda Brand, Anna van der Breggen, Pauline Fran Prevot, Talita de Jong, Roxanne Knetemann, Kasia Neodoma, and Mariana Voss. The only riders we know who are definitely going are Iris Slappendale and Annemiek van Vlerten. Yep. But I'm actually think, you know, and apparently, apparently, Pauline Franprevo wants to has said that she wants to ride all the mountain bike world cups next year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, she rode most of them this year. It's only, like, one or two. The thing about Mountain Bike World Cups is they happen all over the world. It's much, much, much more international than, um, I'd say, any other form of cycling. You yeah. know, this year the World Cups were in Australia, South Africa, Canada, USA, Europe. You know, it's you travel a lot. So, so that's kind of good because Rabo, you know, I don't, I love Rabo. They were fantastic this year. I could probably do without more Rabo one two threes on the podium true true but i mean i i i guess i don't know i don't know what the right word is you know but i i suppose to me at least it's a little surprising um that that pauline's not going to be taking every opportunity to show off her uh, her world champs jersey she just loves mountain bike. I think she, I mean, God knows Pauline will be. Pauline loves that rainbow. And she had, you know, she, she was well rainbowed up as a junior. You know, she won three, three rainbow well, So Yeah, right. You're right. Maybe she's bored of it. Maybe she only yeah. needs. No, 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 maybe, no, no, no. You know, maybe no, she's no, over no. rainbows. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. It was, I think it was really hard for her losing them and really hard for her. You know, she's going to be back with a vent. You know, when she's, but this is the thing is, in the men's cycling scene, you have tons of riders who don't who who ride a low who ride a smaller you know who don't who just don't race the right races they don't want to ride, and I think it's good you know if if Pauline's not riding races that suit her, you know, say for example she does the classics yeah, true, and she true. does some big races, but she doesn't like rock up at every race. I don't think that's a bad. I don't think that's a big deal. You know. Yeah, no, no, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's just I guess um, you know. We saw it impact on on Voss when she tried to ride a full mountain bike schedule as well and and stuff. But I mean, I you know you just got to see how it plays out. I mean, geez, it's not like Pauline is at the the pinnacle of her career or on the downward slope or anything. It's, it's no, not no. Like, it's not like she doesn't have time to work this out. So yeah. and it's also it's not like it's not like Rabobank suffer without her. Yeah, I yeah, mean true. just. Just Mariana Voss and Anna van der Breggen and Lucinda yeah, Brown. no, you're right. They're a bunch of they're a bunch of dead weight that won't get any attention and probably won't be that competitive without Pauline. So, so we mentioned Bigler. We mentioned <laughs> Annemiek van Vleuten and Iris Slappendel going to Bigler, and Bigler. Oh, I'm so happy. 
back in the day, Bigler were one of the really big teams. Yeah, they were they're yep. a Swiss, Swiss company, and they were like they were top of the tree. When you look at like um, who is winning races in the starts in the in the you know in the early two thousands, well, in fact, the whole of the two thousands, you there's there's Bigler, 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 and then they stepped back and they just they just had to stop, and it was a money thing, and. Yeah. Oh, they were so strong and so brilliant. And I'm so happy that they're coming back on the scene. And and what they did was they had last year, they were racing as a, you know, basically as a domestic team. Yep. This season, they had added Vera Kuaduda, the attack queen, and was surprisingly good, actually. I mean, Lotta Lepisto, Finnish rider, was the surprise, um, surprise third place in the Sparkassen Giro um, uh, World Cup. Yep, yep. Uh, Lotto has Lotta has been sick. She's a Finnish rider who she's really strong, but she was sick for a couple of years. And so, you know, they took her on last year when she was a domestic rider and, and it's paid off and they're keeping her on next year. Mm. So from that team, definitely staying a Lotta Lepisto and Vera Kuaduda. Yep. But what they're adding... Oh, wow. This is an interesting list, isn't it? Yeah. Iris and Anamique. Now, Iris is a really strong ruler, domestique, very friendly, very popular in the peloton. Really friendly, super nice rider. Um, she's won the Open to Swedvogorda World Cup, and she's a current Dutch champion. And obviously, Annemiek van Vleuten is. She won the 2011 Road World Cup Series. She's won Flanders. She's won. You know, there's, there's all sorts of races that she's won. And yeah, and if she's still back. I really look forward to seeing what she can do as lead. I've always wanted to see what she could do as lead rider. Yeah. Um, for the mountains, they've got Ash Mormon coming over from high tech, you know, first rider from Africa and South Africa on the podium at the Giro in the World Cup last year. Yeah. First on the podium at Commonwealth Games this year. Mm -hmm. They're adding Sharon Law. I, I was going to say, this has got to be one of the most exciting uh, transfers for you, surely. Woohoo! I love Sharon Laws. Oh my god! If you don't know about Sharon Laws, you just have to look her up on the internet because she is hilarious. She's um, she's forty next year, um, and she's what mostly known for British cycling's absolute refusal to see her, but also for winning for being really super strong mountain domestique. She won um, Queen of the Mountains at the Friends Life Women's Tour, and also I want to say the Tour of the Healer, but that might not be right. But she is also um, you know just a super super nice woman and um, and. A great all-round person personality as well um yeah and she was I'm uhc so, last year so. yeah and uhc i think i think uhc wanted to keep her but she's back in europe i am so happy for her and i'm also happy for us she's friendly she's lovely she has got the most hilarious stories of injuries and you know we talk a lot about evelyn stevens coming from you know she left her high her wall street job to take up cycling sharon sharon laws um, had been she's got an MSc in environmental sciences from in conservation from um, Imperial College, which is you know dun dun dun. Um, but she a murder left, suspect. She she worked she's worked she's worked as a conservationist. She's worked as a conservationist for the United Nations for Kew Gardens, and she left her job as an environmental consultant for mining companies in Australia cleaning up basically cleaning up you know working out how to clean up well, terrible yeah you say cleaning up technically it's just putting the dirt back in the hole after they've taken all the valuable shit out of it so that's not what sharon would do dear well you know yeah i've got a i've got a, a slightly I'm more sorry. realistic view of the outcomes 
but that's not what she'd be working on. What they she would be working on how to actually solve things and you know not mine without. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm with, sure. I'm sure with... that's what she worked on. What I'm saying is, you know, that's not necessarily what actually got done, though. But that's not her fault. That's okay. Yeah. So mountains, mountains. We've got Ash Mormon and Sharon Dawes. And then for sprinting, we've got Doris Schweizer from Astana and Shelley Olds from Ale Cipollini. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, Shelley's an American sprinter. I think she fell out with Ale Cipollini because she and Barbara Gurishi did seem to be sprinting against each other in races like the Route de France um, towards the end of the season. <laughs> so, and Shelley tends to come with D.S. Manel Lacambra, her partner. He's uh, been around the sport for a long time. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, there's so much you can say about Manel. But it's very interesting because, again, how is this team going to work? Like, so Iris and Anamik have ridden before and Iris and Sharon have ridden before. But there's a lot of, you know if there's going to be, you know, Anamique's got a very good sprint on her, mm. but will she be relegated to working for Shelley? Or yeah, yeah. And, and who goes in the mountains? Yeah, you know, what's, and... what's the structure and what's the, you know, and we can't all just play, oh, well, we'll we'll see who's strongest on the road on the day, you know. Yeah, oh. and then you've got Vera Kuaduda who basically just attacks because, um, uh, yeah, uh, she just attacks. Yeah, it's just, I don't, it's one of those, I think she's single-handedly solving the the question of whether or not, you know, nature versus nurture in terms of attacking. Like, I, I'm pretty sure she's just making a strong case that there is definitely a genetic switch that just screams, attack! <laughs> Are you talking about the Valley Scandalara effect? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I'm sure if we dig back far enough, there's a shared ancestor or something and a, a recessive gene that's just presented in both the, both those family trees. So, yes. so mm. we've mentioned we've mentioned high tech. High tech are losing a ton of riders. What they're gaining is Kirsten Veals. And so Chloe Hosking isn't going to be racing for next year, but Kirsten Veald is. And they're also gaining Charlotte Becker from Wiggle. Um, Specialised Lululemon, obviously they've lost Eddie Stevens, they've lost, um, you know, we know we've been talking all, all, all year about them not having that much money um, and losing their sponsors, which is quite stressful. Um, they've lose, lost Chantal Black and Eddie Stevens to Bowles. They've, Carmen Small is going to focus on the track next year. Yeah. And, but the riders they're keeping are Lisa Brenauer and Tiffany Cromwell. Now, that's pretty interesting to me. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's Yes, it is. And yes. And I Lisa obviously was the queen of the world championships, road world championships. She won the team time trial, the individual time trial, and was second in the road race. Yeah. Now I I've she's been the most consistent rider for special for specialized for ages. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I would love to see Lisa Renauer and Tiff Cromwell step up into leader. Well, and, and that's the that's the thing is, you know, on paper, you could look at this and go, oh, that's going to hurt. But, uh, you know, I, and you may not feel exactly this way, but I look at it and I just can't help but feel this could be an amazing opportunity. Oh my god, it could be fantastic. And um, yeah, and, and, and we don't know about we don't know about other riders like Caroline Canwell and Trixie Warwick and um you know other a lot you know, a ton of uh, we don't know about Lauren Roney, Ali Staker, mm. any of those. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. I yeah, I mean Yeah, I, very curious to see how that shapes up and what sort of what's the the 
you know, results for that team uh, once all the transfer news is settled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and this is the weird thing is that they're technically stepping down, but they've still got Lisa Brunauer and Tiffany Cromwell. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, other new, there are some new teams coming around. We still don't know what's happening about Giant Assos, this team that was announced. I've no idea. People keep promising me it's happening. There's various other new Italian teams coming on. Well, There's and also, we, we, sorry, we should also point out just because you know we're we're audio that that's Giant Asos. Should we? Is that you know A S O S as opposed to Assos, which is A double S O S? Oh, Ars or Assos, as I like to think. Yeah, yeah, I. We're going to have to solve that uh, one way or yes. the other, just but to be the, clear. Um, another new team. Now, I don't don't expect to be seeing this one tr- troubling the top of the podiums, but B, BZK Pro Basic, I'm not saying it properly because it's Spanish. It's a new Basque team for 2015. It's pretty much all juniors, um, but it's managed by Enerites, Ituliago Echeverria Mafaga. And Enerites is one of my... Enerites was a big star, but... Especially what's good about it is Enerit's retired a couple of years ago. Um, her For years and years, her dad's bike shop in the Basque Country has been sponsoring especially young riders, young riders, racers, boys and girls in the Basque Country, really pushing about, you know, getting, getting, keeping Basque cycling going. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that Enerit's is back on the scene. It just makes me happy. Oh, and always happy to see uh, a Basque team. Always happy to see a Basque team. So... Yeah. Yes. Um, we've talked about Matrix Valpine, new to UCI level for 2015. Um, they're, yeah. they're, they're staying. Mel Lauder, who was really strong in the Junior World Champs, Harry Toe and Jesse Walker are staying. Lucy Martin's escape from Farron. Woohoo! Anyone who escaped from <laughs> Farron get prizes from me. They've got Christina Sigard, um, Scandinavian writer, Eleanor Barker, and Laura Trott from Wiggle, and Molly Weaver from Epic Scott. Now, I suspect Matrix will be mo- will be one of those teams that mostly um, you know does the domestic scene and uh, and also comes across for some European races. Yeah, well, but what- exactly. To me, I think it's important to remember. I mean, it's I, I do think it's quite cool that they've gone for UCI level registration this year, but. Um, you know, as we've talked about several times over the years, you know, Steph Wyman um, is a very, very smart guy and is working to a long-term plan of, of building out a strong, sustainable British-based team um, that simultaneously helps grow British road cycling and also develop riders into the top level of the sport. So, you know, and and as we mentioned, you know, just a few minutes ago, that is one of the the quirks in terms of the structure of the sport at the moment is that there isn't a distinct development tier. But this is, you know, to all intents and purposes, this is still going to be a development team. Um, You know, I think they're going to have a fantastic year, but, you know, it's just important to remember what kind of a team they are, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was I, and this brings me because they've got Laura Trot to wiggle. This brings me to the last big team that's having oh, probably. Are you sure you want to talk about them? Because you didn't seem very interested when we mentioned teams at the top of the the segment. You know, they are. We could just skip wiggle. They're fascinating. Now, Wiggle Honda, they've been going for two years. Um, they've been basically built around Georgia Bronzini. And it's not been confirmed that she's staying. I assume she's staying, yeah? Mm. But the interesting thing about Wiggle Honda was that they are a British-sponsored team run by an Australian with a massive international roster. However, 
they also have been, uh, you know, the home of the British Team Pursuit track stars, women, um, Laura Trott, Danny King, Joanna Rousel, and Eleanor Barker. Yep. And it's been quite interesting. I've been interested in how you manage this. I've talked, you know, I've, I've talked to Rochelle Gilmore about this, and yeah, uh, and yeah, how you manage that because. The you know you end up kind of bringing the Brits to British races and getting a lot of publicity for them, but then obviously every time you bring like Laura Trott and Danny King and Joe Rousel, no Danny King, sorry, I take Danny King out of that equation, but every time you bring you know them them to the races, that's that's two less people in in Georgia Bronzini sprint train because Joe Rousel is a superb time trialist, um, Laura Trott is the queen of the track, but they're not. They're, ne- they're never going to be prioritising road races, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And this year they're going. Mm. And they've been split up. They were kept together by, by British Cycling as a team. And this year they're splitting up. So Laura and Eleanor are going to Matrix. Joe yep. Rousel is going to UK domestic team Pearl Azumi Sports, Sports Tours International Madison Boot Out Breast Cancer, where she'll be joining Katie Archibald, who's also on the Team Pursuit team. And yeah, and so they so they they've got rid of the British team. Um, Charlotte Beck is going to High Tech. Linda Willemson is going to United Healthcare. Yeah, yeah, which um, you know, all all quite interesting moves in their own right, and and so on. But the thing that's got me kind of blown away is not so much who's transferring out, but who's coming in. Oh my goodness! Well, yeah. So Danny King is the only British trackie who's staying there, and Danny said that she wants to focus on road racing for twenty for twenty fifteen, which is superb. Danny's Danny's super strong and really good fun on the road, and I love watching her road race. You know, go Danny! But they're adding in last week. They announced we're adding Elisa Longo Borghini from High Tech. Um, oh, hurrah, Elisa! She's great. We want a rider who could win the Giro Rosa. Yes, yeah, yes, she. Yeah. She could yes, definitely she do that. Yep, yep. Yeah. You know, hurrah, hurrah. But then this week they've announced that they're also adding Mara Abbott. Now, wait, what? Yes. But, um, but, um what? <laughs> I mean, that's basically my reaction. It's just, I mean, on, on their own, those those two signings are both you know like pretty amazing pretty big deal news but then putting them both onto the same team leaves me a little bit confused because you know who the fuck is your leader when it comes to stuff like the Giro and and so Mara Abbott Mara Abbott's an interesting rider um um I hesitate to say controversial but maybe I'm not I mean Mara she won the Giro. She won the Giro. I want to say in two thousand and I want to say two thousand and nine, but that not be right. Let me just work this backwards. So Mara won the Giro in two thousand and ten. Yeah, yep. and she then um, then she couldn't. Uh, she couldn't contest her title in 2011 because she had very bad anorexia and mental health issues, eating disorder and mental health issues. And so she was there at the Giro, but she was just not there. Um, yeah. She then took a year out to 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 you know address to find, that. Yeah. To address her, to address her issues and you know absolute all the best luck in the world and love in the world to you know for someone recovering from that because it's fucking hard. Um, Mariana Voss obviously won the Giro in 11 and 12. And Mara came back last year riding it with Team USA and won it, won mm. the Giro. Um, 
in 2013. Yeah. And then this year she was fourth yeah, behind yeah. all Bravo podium. And what she tended to do, she didn't like racing in Europe. She was saying when she when she she used to ride for HTC High Road, and when she rode for HTC High Road, she had big deals about I don't you know I don't I, she's very environmentally friendly and she doesn't believe in long haul flights and so on and so on, uh, which is fair enough. So what she's done is she's had a career where she kind of mostly races in the USA, but kind of came comes back over to Europe for the Giro. Yeah, yeah, and. This year, and and but but apparently next year she wants to ride more Euro races. Yeah, and so I mean, on on that basis, if that's what she wants, then you know, great. Um, and and the move makes sense. I mean, I I thought actually that she'd been quite happy. Like it was just my impression, but I thought she'd been quite happy at UHC, and um and quite happy racing mostly the American scene and and coming back for those big races. It certainly hadn't seemed to you know, harm her any in terms of her ability to, to contest those races. I mean, no. as you say, she was she was competitive all the way through the Giro and fourth this year. Um, but to me, the, the thing that I just find so difficult to comprehend is why you would bring her and Elisa into the same team. Yeah, I just can't get it. I mean, what I really don't want to see is Elisa relegated to a workhorse i just don't want to see that and and i don't know i just want to know what just you know what discussions have they had about this what's going on about this because i i just can't see how it could work and the other thing is is that wiggle honda if they're keeping georgia bronzini so when the other thing about uh, mara is that she tends to she's very very good at those long long grinding unending climbs yeah yeah like that that's her speciality is basically yeah not not the punchy attacky ones but the ones where you just really grind it out and you know big tough long painful climbs yeah and 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 you know but but what she's also needed is a lot of the the teams you know the teams that have been in the Giro this year the team was basically working around her to get her to the bottom of those climbs and that's how she's described winning in the past you know the the need for the teams to be basically pulling you know getting making sure and getting her in the right place to launch her off I'm not criticizing that it's a way of no no it's a completely valid tactic I mean we see it all the time uh, and and that sort of thing it's but it's a question of needs and that's that's one of the questions absolutely that comes into focus focus then is you know because it's not just as you say elisa and and mara you know for overall gc rights or whatever but the fact that you know georgia has won many many stages in the last couple of years of of the zero four wiggle and you know is their well too their standout um yeah you know sprinter she is, she is, you know, I, I, and it's going to be fascinating. And and I don't. The other thing is, is I don't know which other. Um, Elisa's got a very strong reputation as a reciprocal rider. You know, she's she's been very public about loving the re- reciprocity of of working in a team where, you know, where where teammates work for her in the races she's targeting, and she works for teammates in the racing races that the, that the others are targeting. My impression of Abbott is that Abbott's a team leader. Mm-hmm. so that's going to be i just can't i just it's just boggling my mind yeah well my i mean it, it, ultimately it comes back to i mean what this is is just a super interesting management um problem isn't it like you know you, you rochelle's just going to have to sort out race plans um yeah, and, and, is, and yeah 
and this is gonna this is the same it's the same for bold it's the same for wiggle and it's the same for bigler it's going to be fascinating it's going to be so good to watch you know and you could you know you're we're in a situation where you could where you might have a team who's got the you know really good and we see this all the time in the men's racing you got a team who on paper they should work really really well together and they should win everything in reality it's it's harder to manage things so I'm I'm just I'm really excited about 2015. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which, I, you know, which brings. Think, I, I was just going to say I think it's going to continue the trend that we've seen over the last couple of years. I think it's going to be another great season. Yeah, and speaking of great seasons, segue into what they're going to be racing. The calendar just looks so much better. There's, it's just we've lost some races. We always lose some races, and and that's disappointing. Um, the races we've lost this year, though, apart from Tour de Bretagne, aren't are not necessarily the ones I'd mourn. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, oh, I, I mean, I have I have one slight gripe with the calendar at this stage, which is simply that yeah. you're you're still not in charge of it, so. I just, you know, uh, I, I I struggle to to fully accept the legitimacy of this calendar. Well, this calendar, the, the thing about the women's cycling calendar is it changes a lot between mm. the between when it's published now, like the other week, and what what will actually happen. So, when you look at the comparison between what was actually planned at this time last year and what was raced, we lost a load of races. So races that were on the calendar were Classica Cita de Padova, GP Liberazione, Bredena, Tour Languedoc Relucion, that was one we weren't really sad about losing. Sturzoitsche Islanden, I'm so sad that didn't come back. Tour de Limousin. And, you know, so we did lose a load of, we did lose races last year between it being announced and published, but we actually gained more than we lost, um, you know, because we gained, um, you know, races like Kent Wevelgem, um, but we also gained races between, you know, between the calendar being published and it being raced, like the Auensteiner Radsportage uh, German race and yep. the... Uh, and I mean, obviously, La Course, which was which is a huge, you know, huge yeah, thing. Yeah. And uh, Ladies Tour of Norway wasn't on the calendar at the start of the year, you know. So it's not it's not necessarily all bad, um, you know. So yeah, obviously, we do have some caveats of the calendar is is not necessarily fixed. It's not at all fixed. Yeah. 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 Um, Having said that, but yeah, exactly. There are some again some real head turners on there aren't there yeah yeah so races that aren't on the calendar all the el salvador races the gp de oriente vuelta el salvador gp el salvador i'm not sad to lose them um remember tony hasseland lima's blogs about about tons of traffic in the road and and how it was completely lethal and stuff and obviously this is the race where an entire team time trial team were hit by a car a couple of years ago um so you know so okay so okay well we've lost that but you know not necessarily bad to lose that uh we've lost the the tour de bretagne isn't on the calendar and i'm sad about that because it's it's usually a development style race in Brittany, and it's you know sweet and lovely and we've also not got the giro toscana on the calendar again i can live without giro toscana yeah yep yep and we've got a couple of races gracia olova and turingen rundfahrt which have lost a day yeah which are down a day so that's kind of medium bad news better to lose a day than to lose the race yeah, yeah. So then we have the good news. 
You seem excited for some reason. I, I don't understand I'm why. I'm so excited, Daniel. I am so, so, so excited. So we start off, the first race is uh, the Grand Prix San Luis, which is a day race, which is going to be the day before the Tour Femenino de San Luis in Argentina starts. Hurrah. And then in February, we had the return to the calendar of the Women's Tour of New Zealand. Yes, which is going to be very cool. Very, very, very cool. Um, this race was on for ages. It has two, had two years off the calendar. Super happy that it's back. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, then we move into spring classics, and I'm not talking. You know, obviously there's races like Tour of Qatar, which are still there. If I'm not mentioning it, it's still there. But then we move into the into the classic season, and we've got a new classic for women on the seventh of March, the Strade Bianchi, which will be pretty much fucking amazing it's, oh my yeah. god oh, oh my only my only like fear is that that i won't get video of that race because if ever there is a race that just has to be live oh my god oh my oh my it, it, it would be like it would be like if Perry roubaix were added and they didn't show it like you, you just it has to be shown it absolutely has to be shown Yes, uh, Australia Bianchi, if you don't know it, um, it was a new race on the men's calendar a couple of years ago, wasn't it? I think it was 2008 it, was the first year. I could be wrong about that. I probably am wrong about that. And it's Australia Bianchi, named for the white roads, mm. chalk mm. dust. And, uh, it's, it, and it, it's one of those classic ones in in the sense of classics where um, no matter the weather, if, if the weather is, is foul and wet and whatever, then everyone just comes out coated in mud and looking like death. Um, if it's dry and hot, everyone comes out coated in dust and looking like death. So it, it's just it's epic visuals anyway, and it's always really exciting racing. It's it's a fantastic race. I oh damn! Now I'm all hyped up, Sarah, and excited and, <laughs> and so demanding exciting. things. Yeah. Ah. So the cl- the classic season stays pretty much the same, and then we get into in April and May really interesting times because we've got uci north american season wow yep yep because we've got um 23rd of april to 26th the joe martin stage race and then 29th of april to the 3rd of may the silver city tour of the Gila, which yep. are both they've both they've both been on the usa calendar for ages they're part of the national road series they're super fun races and this year they're both uci oh 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 and oh. that's too, they're so close to each other, you know. There's there's three days between them, so teams. So it's actually well worth teams going, you know, teams traveling over for that because, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's really good. I'm so so happy. And the other thing is, is that it allows USA domestic riders who can't, you know, who who can't get to Europe or haven't got to Europe yet or haven't been able to, you know, commit to coming to Europe full time. It gives them the chance to race in a UCI race, get UCI points, and yeah, and and. And it's it's especially good because these are races that have developed and grown, and now they're UCI. Um, Tour of the Gila is deserts, deserts and mountains and climbs. Joe Martin's stage race. All I, my notes just say tough. <laughs> awesome. I mean, do you really need more of a, a note than that? Really? No, no. It's oh, it's so gorgeous. It's so good. I'm so happy. Um, Moving on to the end of May, the Swiss Edler GP Chammer Hagendorn is a new race for 2015, a Swiss race. Ouch, and, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough, tough race. To but this is it's, 
we used to have so many we used to have a ton of swiss races and swiss uh, world cups and it's been a bit of a problem that that swiss you know that we haven't had any racing in switzerland especially because we really miss mountainous races in the women's calendar so it's especially happy next year we've got two races with the gp Gipping, gippingen which started last year and also the um and also this new race so hurrah we're getting swiss races back and this is the theme of next year it's so exciting i'm so excited um about it it's just yeah it's lovely um yeah it's great awesome. uh moving into june the amakamin Bira, um the basque race is back up to five days which is great it's been it's, it's struggled a little bit it's basque but you know i'm hoping that when we see the profiles it's going to be back to the mountains because that used to have uphill time trials and climbing up basque mountains um well, yes, yes. I mean, you know, you also still harbour dreams of Emma Pooley coming back from retiring well, from professional other, cycling, so... Yeah, the other race that used to be mountainous and then wasn't was the Giro del Trentino. Now, that's on the 19th to 21st of June, and it's it's struggled in recent years. It's, mm. I mean, I, I have a question mark against it in my head because it's, you know, it went from three days to three stages over two days to a one-day race last year. And it's back, and I hope it's back for good. And in the past, it used to be on at the same weekend as Rabo Stair. So, you know, the sprinters would go to Rabo Stair and the climbers would go to Trentino. Yeah. Now, this year, it's opposite. Um, Rabo Stair's gone, but this year, taking up that spot is the Friends Life Women's Tour, which this year will be the 17th to 21st of June. Uh, this year it was super, super successful. Um, the reason it's moved from May is because the slot it was taken is at the same time as the general election. So, you know, it's just not going to work. Right. Okay. So it's moved to June and, you mm. know, it's going to be great. Right. So, you know, it might be a problem for Giro Trentino, but, you know, if you were going to go against a race, you know, Giro Trentino, it's... Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, they're more complementary races than competitive races with each other, I mean, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that weekend, we also have a new UCI race, which is the Salverda Omloop van Eiseldelta, Eiseldelta, Eiseldelta in the Netherlands, which is a, has been a domestic race and is up to 1.2 status. Okay. Yay, we have that. And yeah, and then we we um, we lose the Tour de Bretagne. The Bene Ladies Tour is is up to four days. Uh, it's up to three days from two days this year. Um, Bene, uh -huh. that's the one that goes between Belgium and the Netherlands. Yep, yep. And what we're gaining is a new French race, 21st to 24th of July, Le, Le Quatre Jour Féminine. Uh, four days, four, 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 four women's days, which is 21st, 24th of July. And I think it might replace the Tour of Limousin, but even the French Twitter internet detectives don't know if it's run by the same people or just oh, by different people. Oh, right, okay, okay. But a new French race, we've been losing French races. Yeah, well, and, and so, nice nice that it's a stage, you know, based race. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so Le Course is still there. It's only one down for one one day. Yep. Um no other changes except for Giro Toscana isn't on the calendar, which, you know, hurrah. Yeah, yeah, my heart really breaks, so. Yeah, I mean, I no, basically, the only teams that went there this year were the Italian, were Italian teams, um, yeah. because everyone else was, well, I mean, apart from the fact that it was on at the same time as the Lotte Bellasol tour, but also, you know, you're not going to come back to a race where there's cars in the road and the 
they treat you like shit you know i mean yeah you, yeah it's only so much stuff that they'll take so yeah so we um last year had 167 uci ranked racing days and this year's got 100 next year's got 100 sorry this year had 167 next year's got 175 growth of more than a week on the numbers more than a week of racing yeah. days that's i'll take that yeah, I'll take that too. And and the races that we've lost, like, you know, so and so that that includes losing races like the El Salvador ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's but a net they, gain. It's it's yeah. Net gain. Net gain. Hurrah. And especially hurrah that we've got New Zealand back and hurrah that we've got USA you know, more USA yeah, yeah. right races at UCI level. And a hundred hurrahs for Strade Bianchi. Oh, a million hurrahs, all the hurrahs. I will, I, will, I will travel the world recycling hurrahs for live video of Strata Bianchi. I, oh, oh, God. Um, the other thing that I just want to say is that the, the other thing that's really exciting about this year's, about this, about the, 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 the racing is that we, we kind of, um, in the past, we've had a bit of, trouble with um with 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 race this year had this year had a special trouble with races overlapping with each other yeah uh-huh and uh races you know basically races just just having problems so Tullingen run fart really suffered because it started literally the day after the Giro finished yeah and this year those problems have been ironed out next year those problems have been yeah. ironed out uh, I'm sorry and- I'm just touching wood over here just you know yeah, I, I'm not. So, I'm not doubting you. I'm just, you know, nervous. <laughs> you know, for example, the um, the European Continental Championships, which are only for under twenty threes and, and juniors. Everywhere else gets an elite Continental Championships. We don't. Um, I think that's because our under twenty threes are better than everyone else's elite riders. Um, this I can't believe you let that pass. Um, oh well, I mean, what was the point? I mean, the, the obvious rejoinder was, well, if they were, you'd have a, an elite competition, but you don't. So clearly, you're not. But, <laughs> well, that, you know, that just gets circular. So what's the point? Like, really, that's you know, what call, that's what we call world championships, Daniel. What the European continentals? Yeah, your world championships are the European championships. Anyway, um, so it's it, yeah, okay. This so 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 this year so the European under twenty threes is very important because whoever wins it gets an automatic spot at Worlds. Yeah, like with all the with all the. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also very, very important. Because... Then again, if they follow the trend of, of everyone else, they just leave that rider at home anyway. So no, they it. don't do that in Europe. Oh, really? Um, just, just again, quickly. How many, uh, how many British riders were in the the elite time time trial for the Worlds this year? No, no, no. I'm sorry. The internet, the Conti champion. The, okay, while Britain doesn't send riders to the under twenty three Conti championships, um, they they don't. Um, yeah. They, it, it's not the, the, the riders who contest it very, very hard are the Dutch and the Italians. And oh my God, you better believe they take their riders. Yes, but that's the, the Dutch and Italians have to, like you know. Yes. Anyway, oh, and speaking of Britain not sending riders, there was a rider I forgot to mention in Wiggle Honda transfer news, and that is Anna Christian. Oh Anna yes, Christian. yes. She was soon. She got to ride her first worlds this year. She's. I think she might be nineteen by now. She's a Manx rider from the Isle of Man, mm-hmm. and she's joining Wiggle Honda. And I'm very excited by that because it's it's you know a it's lovely that Wiggle are you know developing young you know th- developing young roadies you know hurrah 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 and b Anna is she just she's just 
she hasn't she's been great on the uk domestic scene yeah she's been fantastic and i think that she's going to be an amazing rider to watch out for yeah. so and she's a climber so yeah is she is she junior is she junior pooley i do not know but i'd like to think she could be <laughs> stop talking up her vds price <laughs> oh shit damn it damn it damn it damn it damn it oh yeah yeah well, lucky yens doesn't that's, listen to this that's yes well, well, I mean, the things you say about him, it's probably lucky. Um, that is next year's season, which is basically good. <laughs> it's kind of a relief to, to have made it this far through a podcast and not have had anything to rant about. So on that note, that should, I was going to say, should I bring it up or should you? Like, do you, I, I feel like I kind of feel, see, last week you very kind of let me have a rant. Um, I kind of feel like I should be the one to intro your rant, but I also kind of feel in the spirit of things that I should give you a time limit. Um, okay, um, I won't need a time limit because I'm 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 restrained. Do you I, want to? Do okay, well, you're you're famous for your restraint, so um, I'll I'll accept I'll accept that. Um, well, in in that case, Sarah, tell me what's been going on in the wonderful world of um, UCI and paracycling. So, or, or should I should I tell the backstory just so you can go straight to rant? Yes. Okay. Just, All right. Well, backstory. Backstory is um, so uh, a couple of days ago, basically, um, news news came out that um, paracycling is a little bit up in the air for the twenty twenty Paralympics, um, as in it may not be included as a as a participating sport due to the fact that the UCI failed to lodge their application papers by the, I think it was the 27th of July. 28th um, of July was the deadline. 28th of July was the deadline. So basically they missed it by two months. Um, and I, I mean, basically uh, there's, there's, there's a term for this and it, it goes like this. Fuck. I just, can't so paracycling is the third biggest Paralympic sports, yeah. And what this means is they, they basically have two rounds where sports can vie to get into the Paralympics, yeah. Mm. And mm. the first one is the kind of guarantee, you know, kind of uh, there's 24 sports wanting to be in the Paralympics, and they had to uh, and they had to get their applications for assessment by the IPC International Paralympic Committee's management team by 28th of July. And the recommendations were discussed on Tuesday. And there's a someone suggested, I think it was Tanya Gray Thompson or maybe Jodie Cundy suggested that maybe the only reason that we know they haven't done this is someone from the IPC rang up the UCI and go, Really? You don't want cycling in the Paralympics? Yeah, it does it kinda has that feel of utter neglect, doesn't it? Like like just utter contemptuous neglect is is how it feels to me yeah and, and you know and i can only imagine what it must be when you're an athlete you know like jody cundy or, or, or yeah whatever. you know like this is going to be so infuriating yeah and the other thing is so basically cycling is the third largest largest paralymp paralympic sport and it's very very popular and um and oh 
God, I can't even. It's really hard to talk about because... Well, it's, it's such an underserved sport in general anyway. Like, it's hard for these athletes to have, and we've discussed this before, have enough events on the their calendar to re- remain um, competitive at, at an international level. Um, you know, there are ongoing issues with, with how long has it been since they had a World Cup? Um, they haven't had a World Cup. They have, they have lots of roads. I mean, you know, they have lots of road World Cups. But yeah, track World Tracks been really badly served, mm. and um, with a with a little side helping, by the way, that that we were quite excited that there's going to be Paralympic Track World Championships, um, which were going to be held in Appledore in the Netherlands. And then riders started saying, "Hang on a minute, the um the track's been taken up at Appledore in the ne- in the Netherlands because they're replacing the velodrome. Uh, will it be done in time? No, no, it won't. So there may or may not be a Paralympic Track Paris." track world champs next year and the one in olympic year is in an outdoor velodrome in south africa peter maritzburg which is particularly fun if you're a paracyclist because you know racing in wind and rain is is even more you know is yeah, anyway. getting, getting randomly blown sideways when for example you may you know be sight impaired or or whatever or, frail, or, or, or a frailer rider or, yeah, yeah. or balance issues or whatever yeah so yeah i'm a little bit peeved with the uci let's put it that way i just can't believe it it's like you have what you don't have that many jobs around paracycling you Honestly, know just, it just literally does fall under the category of like someone surely is getting fired for this i mean i would actually i would actually i i concocted a little a little uh fantasy as i'm i'm occasionally inclined to do um on how this should be dealt with in terms of finding the person responsible and punishing them appropriately and i've decided that the uci should adopt a yakuza style um form of punishment where you know if this is the person's first mistake fair enough but they do have to cut off a finger um, to show their remorse and by way of apology to everyone that they've let down. But rather than doing it classic Yakuza style with a you know very sharp knife, um, the, the <laughs> appropriate way to do it would be no, to do it no. on a track with paracyclists just riding over the finger until it falls off. I don't, I don't think paracyclists are that bloodthirsty. Um, the other thing... I am. You're, you've got, you're making a tactical error. I think your biggest problem is the idea that there might be someone employed to look after paracycling within the UCI. Oh, oh, yes, of course. How naive of me. Oh, what? Uh, I, I feel foolish for what? Uh, oh, God. It's just depressing. It's so, fu- I just... so fucking depressing. And especially depressing for the athletes because what it hmm. says to riders is you're not only second-class citizens, you're way, way below everyone else. The only thing I hope is that this... This, you know, everything else hasn't caused problems with the UCI. I hope this is so such a such just an, just out of curiosity. Uh, has Brian Cookson tweeted anything about how he's going to put out a blog post addressing this later and get someone to check the team kits or, or you oh, know, has, how, has, the, how the how the photo how the photo is disgraceful? Oh, what's the phrase? What's the phrase? Unacceptable by any standards of decency. Yes, yeah. I'd, I'd just like to know. Uh, because he's... No, no, no. Brian Cooks' last tweet was in Milan for the Giro for 2015 Giro launch. It's going to be a great race. Oh, okay. Let's see if he's got tweets and replies. No, in no. Milan for the 2015 Giro launch. It's going to be a great race. Well, to be fair, that is a race that will take place, whereas, you know, racing at the 2020 Paralympics, not so sure. Oh, so. God, it's horrible. Anyway, now, that, that said, it, it isn't. it isn't... Um, a finality yet so have to acknowledge that there is a possibility for 
paracycling to still yes. make it into and Jody, 2020. And Jodie and says it's the third largest para, Paralympic sport. Yeah. The UCI will go, oh, it was a terrible mistake. We didn't realise we had to lodge paperwork. It, it's likely to still be in there, but it's just crappy. It's a crappy, it shouldn't be, it's unnecessary, basically. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. It's like it's like going in for open heart surgery and coming out later and, and your doctor going, yeah, we also found this in there and then pulling out a kitchen sink or something. Like, it's just gross ineptitude that you don't don't expect in the circumstances like you just no. you, you it's the last thing that you would expect you know okay. yeah okay, okay. Can, we, can we can we talk about happy things i i don't know can we do we have happy can things to talk about, about yes yes we do yes we oh, do Martina Brass has had her baby daughter future cycling champion of the world lisa hello lisa hello lisa i'm probably too I, young I, to be listening to a show with as much swearing as this one but hi Oh, she was beautiful on the photos. She's actually a beautiful, and, and not just in a kind of all babies are beautiful way, but genuinely ba beautiful baby. Um, other things, it was the end of the Enduro mountain bike, um, Enduro World Series this this week, the, the last week. Um, they were in Liguria, Liguria in Italy, and basically I, my, I was not jealous at all at watching all these pictures of races where they were basically riding through incredibly gorgeous, gorgeous countryside and then jumping in the Mediterranean afterwards. Did anyone actually just ride straight into it? Um, no, but they did do that in a cyclocross that was this weekend. Really? Where they rode into a lake. Like that was part of the course or that was just an accident course, that happened? This weekend was the, also the first round of the 2014-15 Super Prestige season of cyclocross. It was Heaton, Heaton, Heaton. And it was um, a sandy course around the edge of the lake, and riders did ride into the lake. I'm so happy. Ooh. Oh, right. So it's sort of I, like just into the shallows of the lake, though, like not well, into, I think, into the I, lake. I, I suspect it might have been to try and get the sand out of her. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Clear up the gears a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there are there was riders in lakes, and I'm always happy about that. And I'm always happy that, that cyclocross starts again. Um, if you don't know cross, there are three big series in European cyclocross: the Super Prestige, um, the oh my god, I forgot the B Post Bank Trophy, um, which uh, which used to be the GBA Trophy, and uh, also the World Cup. Now, it's especially exciting because you can watch the Super Prestige live from anywhere in the world, um, you know, through, on via.be um, and you can also watch the World Cups, women's, and that's generally highlights of the women's, but, you know, this week's highlights were like seven minutes or nine minutes, and the uh, World Cups, you can watch the entire of the women racing. And Sana Kant won ahead of Ellen Van Loy and Sophie de Boer. And yeah, so yeah, so Enduro Ooh. finishes. Cyclocross starts. We're in winter officially. And yeah. Yeah, well, and, and speaking of cyclocross, I believe, um, you know, one of our favorite cyclocross riders, Helen Wyman, is um, currently winning everything in the US, isn't she? She's out in the USA. She's been winning races and having a good time. And, and running running clinics and stuff too, I believe. You know, as running cyclocross yeah. clinics, being being awesome and generally being great. Helen, we love Helen. She's fantastic. Mm. Um, uh, two thing, two weird American things. Speaking of America, did you know Abby Stevens rode the World Championships with a separated shoulder? I did read that. Yeah. Now that was after. Was that a training accident or? 
Yeah, she had an accident. She and Carmen Small were caught up in a crash the day before. The right, and, and that was the one that, that Carmen basically couldn't couldn't continue after. Yeah. Yeah, and no, Carmen Carmen continued the team time trial, but then she couldn't like she just she just basically overdid it and couldn't yeah, ride the okay, ice right. Uh, but then Evie then Evie just you know separated shoulder, just you know I'm too tough, I'm just going to do it, kind of thing. What is a separated shoulder? Well, it's it's where um, well, I, I don't know specifically which bones, but you know like the 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 basically as I understand it is where your shoulder blades separates from the other bone on the like collarbone from the shoulder. Sort of thing. I don't know what that means. Is, is, do you mean like ligament damage or something? No, it's like the bones normally are, are connected and then they're not. It's not a it's not a broken bone. It's it's two bones where. So yeah. is it the ligaments that connect the bones are broken? I it could be. I guess I don't know. And if you know what a separated shoulder is or want to talk to us about anything else, oh, post X ray pictures. Don't just tell us post X ray pictures. Yes, yes, and you can post them to our blog pro cycling at gmail dot com. Where we'll put all the links, or you can email us at pro cycling. Sorry, our blog. Is <laughs> I, was, w- I was wondering w- if you're gonna. <laughs> our blog is www.prowomenscycling.com. Com. Um, our, our, our blog, our, our email address is prowomenscycling at gmail.com or you can talk to me on Twitter at underscore pigeons underscore or Dan at Dan W official. Um, other things, apparently the Tour de France have said they want a USA sponsor. Yeah, um, which this, I, that makes a fair bit of sense to me, race. to be honest. Yeah. It's for a women's race, for a week-long women's race, and they were on Bloomberg.com, which is some American financial website, talking about this. And I'm a bit confused because apparently, now I don't know if this is what you say to American audiences, but apparently no one in Europe is interested. Oh, look, that's the bit that I reckon makes sense because to me that is just, um, you know, basically ASO code for we have every company with any kind of money in Europe tied up in the tour. And so we're not going to divert any of that sweet, sweet tour cash to, to a new race. Um, therefore we need new cash, i.e. American cash for our new race. I mean, it's nice. It's, it's good. It's nice. It's surprising, I guess it's surprising, but you know, if they want to have a week long race, that's awesome. And let's start planning where we'd send it. I still want a women's Paris Rubai um, to come before. I guess I'd, I'd actually have women's Paris Rubai before I'd have the uh, the tour. Well, look, you know, I will settle for Strada Bianchi and the tour before Paris Rubai. I oh, really, I'm willing to make that trade. I'm, I because yeah. I think I think those two lead to the third anyway. So. You know, what about Destiny or yeah. Paris Nice? No, no. See, those those definitely come after Roubaix. No, no, no. Roubaix, Roubaix. Yeah, no, no, no. Once, once I've seen Strada Bianchi live video. Oh my god, that's going to be so good. That has We're to probably happen. Probably not this year. That, live. No, now. that has Don't to happen. That sacrifice. has to happen. Don't get your hopes up, Cycling Daniel. Cycling gods, I will sacrifice however many children. I mean goats. Um, the, the moving on. Yes. Um, the final thing. Speaking of Strade Bianchi. Yes. It was La Roica, um, another Italian classic, late season Italian classic. Is, is La Roica the race of the falling leaves? No, that's Lombardia. Okay. So La Roica, which was, what's La Roica? Um, I don't know, but let's say it's heroic because, you know, it sounds like it, kind of. Um, and that's it's on the same Strade Bianchi roads, I think. Well, similar um, roads, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sure if it's exactly the same roads, but um, it's the same style of roads, you know, that, that kind of white-crushed, dusty stone. Now, roads. there isn't 
there isn't there isn't a women's lower echo yet, but there is a massive sportive. And one of the teams that rocked up for the massive sportive was Rabobank. Yeah, because you know what does what does a, a women's cycling team do when the season ends for fun? They go for bike rides to get a fucking. But you know what they did? They weren't they weren't just riding this race. They were riding this race in dress up. Of course they were. Of course they were. Uh, what were they dressed up as? Garden gnomes, elves, monkeys? What? You know, lay it on me. Well, you know, um, Rabobank Live. One of their riders is Roxanne Knaterman, and Roxanne Knaterman is the daughter was the daughter is the daughter of Harry Harry who's a very famous Dutch cyclist, world yep. champion, much loved Dutch rider who di- sadly died when when Roxanne was a teenager. But Roxanne pulled out of the cupboard a, a whole load of her dad's old kit and her dad's <gasps> old bike, oh. and so we have. Gorgeous photos of Pauline Fran Prevot in Harry Knateman's vintage rainbow jersey. Oh, Mariana wow, that's Voss, cool. Mariana Voss just looking stunning in, in, in retro clothes and and uh, Roxanne in her dad's old jersey riding her dad's old bike. And they just looked like they were having a superb time. All oh, the that, would be, that would be an awesome day. It's such beautiful photos. We'll put links on our site, prowomenscycling.com. But they just were having... What does a women's cycling team do in the off-season? They just go for bike rides where they ride on beautiful scenery, wearing you know, wearing amazing, uh, wearing age, age, amazing clothes. I think, I think Mariana Voss might have been dressed as Eddie Merckx. I'm not sure. <laughs> of course. Like, of course. <laughs> and it's, it's not... Uh, you know, and it's just... Uh, yeah, it was just fantastic to really lovely pictures that just made you smile. Oh, that's very cool. Very, very cool. That's a great one to end on. It is a great one to end on, isn't it? Um, obviously, the road racing is over. I mean, there's a couple of races. There's um, there's uh, Giro d'Amelia um, women's race this week. I don't know who's riding it, but we'll put links in our post. But what we'll but come back because we're going to carry on with having our our highlights of the season we're going to be talking to you about what we found out in our survey and all sorts of things like that and i may do a cyclocross cast um i'm not sure you know we we're never shy of of something to talk about um you know and if there's stuff that you would like us to talk about feel free to suggest it too uh in the meantime enjoy all the links and and things and we'll talk to you again next week have fun have a lovely lovely happy 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 week wearing vintage cycling clothing (laughs) smiley